Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, Hopper Nation. Whenever you're listening, thanks for tuning in. We're back. We took a hiatus last week. Work was a little bit busy, but we're back. Chuck, how we doing? What's up, Seth? It's good to see you again. Good to be back with you. Uh, yeah, it took a little bit of a hiatus last week, kind of licking our wounds, but we were getting in the lab. We were just letting the data collect for a week. We just needed to see these teams for a little bit more before we got in the lab and analyzed the data and came up with some plays for y'all. Sometimes you just got to let it simmer, you know, and, and that's important. I will say last week I only placed one bet, and it was just after, you know, I, I finished work on Friday, and I was just like, I just need to throw one out there. But not not a lot of research was done. I know we were both busy, but uh, we're, we're back with this week. A um, couple NFL and, and college plays. A lot of, a lot of good games on the slate um, that we won't be diving into. So I kind of just want to do a little uh, little warm-up here. But, Chuck, what's a game that maybe we're not necessarily going to talk about that you're looking forward to watching this weekend? Yeah, it's an, it's an action-packed slate. I think we're, we're talking about some of the, the worser games on the, uh, on the slate this weekend, especially on the college side. But on the college side, it is jam-packed. We got FSU Clemson. We got Oregon-Colorado, which I know maybe you want to talk about um let's see Ole Miss Alabama and then of course Notre Dame Ohio State for the nightcap yeah I'm definitely interested to see how that Notre Dame Ohio State game goes um I've got a couple couple good friends who are big Ohio State guys a couple big good friends who are Notre Dame guys I know they've been they've been chirping in my ear this week um definitely a game I'm excited to watch um I I have a feeling there's gonna be a big upset this week I'm not sure where it's coming yet um but I'm definitely excited to to see that happen so but that's kind of a good segue into into our college picks. And Chuck, why don't you why don't you lead us off here with your first pick of of week four in the college football slate? Yeah, so let's let's get straight to it. Like I said, probably not one of the more exciting games on the slate, but it was one of the, one of these teams involved. It was one of the uh, more exciting games last week, which I know we didn't didn't have a chance to talk about. So just a quick recap: if anyone watched the Mizzou Kansas State game last week, you're in for a treat. Uh, tied twenty one, tied twenty seven. I think at twenty seven late in the game, Missouri kicks a walk off sixty one yard field goal to win an upset Kansas State. Huge win for that them and their program. Um, I I like a little let, bit of a letdown spot this week. They got Memphis coming to town, and Memphis has been pretty solid this year. They haven't played anybody really yet, um, but I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Like if you look at the stats so far this year. Um, Offense, Memphis is 45, Mizzou is 51st. Defense, Memphis is 31st, Mizzou is 40th. So Memphis already like ahead of the ahead of Mizzou in both offense and defense so far this year. Granted, against worse competition, um, but Memphis is a six and a half point dog in this one, and I, I like them plus the points here in this spot because I think if not for that Mizzou win, this spread would be a lot lower. I would see it at three and a half, four and a half. Um, I think this is a potential letdown spot for Mizzou coming off that that big emotional win last week. Um, Brady Cook is Mizzou's quarterback. He's he's really solid, been there a while. Um, he's also questionable. So I, I would recommend grabbing Memphis plus six and a half right now as you're listening to this because I could only see it going down if Brady Cook comes out. I don't think it's going to go um, in the other way in Memphis's favor and get past the seven. So I like Memphis six and a half as my, uh, I think, my favorite play of the week. You know, Chuck, I'm going to be honest. When you first told me about this play, I wasn't I wasn't all up in our I, – I wasn't about it. But then the more you talked about it, the more we talked and we kind of discussed it, it made more sense. A couple of things that I want to touch on about Mizzou. Number one, that kick from last week, that 61-yarder, 
longest field goal in SEC history. Just oh, wanted to point crazy. that out. But the one thing that I, I don't think a lot of people know, because I'm not sure how a lot of people watch the game, Missouri fans were booing their quarterback in the first half of that game because they were struggling on offense. This is a fan base and a team that has been very frustrated. They've been trying to get going. They've been trying to win these big games. And last week was that big game. And that's why I think this is a prime example for a letdown spot, like you said. I don't think they lose, but I think it's yeah. a lot tighter than it should be. Yeah, you know I'm a big value guy. I think I think it's purely a value play. I'm not, you know, I'm not hyping up Memphis too much and I'm not like super down on Mizzou as a program. I just think there's there's some value between the uh, the possibility of a letdown spot and the Brady Cook news. Um, I think those two things combined gets gets six and a half is a is a good number. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie, wasn't on my radar really to watch this game, but now it is. I'll be plugging into ESPN Plus. Watch a little. To all the other games we got to watch. Add, add it to the list. Add another one. Another one on the list, and and it's going to be another great one to watch with this next game that I want to talk about. And this is kind of a a sneaky, very good game. Might be one of the best games of the weekend. Two ranked teams. The last two standing in the Pac-12. We got Oregon State traveling to Wazoo. Oregon State is a three-point favorite on the road, with the over/under being fifty-nine. Now. Oregon State, I think people expected them to be pretty good with, with DJ Ukulele coming in. I can never pronounce his name, so I'm just calling him Ukulele. Um, so they actually have the 21st best offense in the league right now. Um, unfortunately, they also haven't played anybody. Um, so they've played, I'm pulling it up right, but San Jose State, um, UC Davis, and San Diego State. And out of those three games, obviously San Diego State, the best point, opponent, still put up 26 points. Now, Washington State, on the other hand, they played a Colorado State team who, who looked actually pretty good against Colorado last week. Colorado may have not looked great, but Colorado State at least showed up to play. Washington State put 50 on them and then put up 31 on that upset win against Wisconsin and then 64 against Northern Colorado. These are two teams that air it out a lot. So when we're looking at that, a lot of incomplete passages, a lot of incomplete passes, a lot of clocks, clock stoppages. And Washington State is 13th in the nation in pass attempts per game. So as I said, Washington State kind of a surprise. The other thing, in that Washington State-Wisconsin game, Washington State had no turnovers. They had no interceptions. They had no fumbles. They are taking care of the ball and putting points on the board. This is one of the reasons, Chuck, this is my favorite play of the weekend. Give me the over on this game. you got two offenses that want to prove themselves, two defenses that, that really haven't faced a lot. And I'm excited for this game to, to kind of be a high-scoring Pac-12 matchup. Yeah, yeah, this is an interesting one. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I forgot this one was on the slate. Uh, but an interesting matchup between two veteran quarterbacks. I think those are that's going to be the key storyline in this one. BJU, like you said, and Cam Ward um, on Washington State. It's also just really solid, been around a while. I think he was on Houston um, before yep. for a little bit. Yeah, he can he can air it out. And the other thing is is Washington State. It's it's hard to pull stats on Oregon State's defense yeah. because the competition that they've played is so poor. Um, but Washington State, they've played a, I'd say a better average of teams. They're one hundred and fifteenth in passing yards allowed, wow. so their defense can give up yards. So if, if our boy DJ starts airing it out, and that's the strength of Oregon State is that offense. This this could be both teams in the forties type of game and easily easily hit that over. Yeah, and and like you said, you know, 
when we don't have a ton of data to work with, especially due to level of competition, we got to go to last year. And last year, Washington State total defense ranked 85th. So I think there's an opportunity for DJU. I know it's on the road, um, but he's he's been around, obviously, coming from Clemson, and, and he might be able to put up some points for Oregon State. And then, like you said, I mean, Washington State was able to put up 31 on Wisconsin, which is supposed to have a pretty decent defense. Um, so I like them to at least get into the 30s here. And then, you know, as long as DJU can keep up, uh, I like this play. Exactly. And the one thing to keep in mind here in uh, Pullman, Washington, Gonzaga was just, you know, an hour away, so I'm familiar. Got to keep an eye on the weather. Right now it's 70 degrees and part partly cloudy. If that turns into kind of a, a rainy afternoon, we're going to have to abort this play because it gets messy up there in Pullman. But as of right now, it's partly cloudy, 70 degrees, perfect temperature for some air raid football. Yeah, so – you know, my play, lock it in now, Cess play, wait, you know, consult with the meteorologists, whatever your weather. Yeah, app, watch, watch a couple of different news networks, you know, put your television to, to Eastern Washington. Just make sure um, that that weather forecast is, is clear and, and partly cloudy at, at best for the, for this air raid attack that's going to happen on Saturday afternoon. Well, Seth, I'm going to give you another one to kind of keep your eye on and, and check that line movement. Um, going all the way up to Saturday uh, for my next college football play of the week. I'm taking UNC against Pitt. So right now the line is at seven and a half. Um, 55% of the bets are on Pitt. So I could see this maybe getting to seven, six and a half. I think it's worth waiting. Um, I don't think it's going to go in the other way based on how the bets are coming in currently. Um, so, you know, the reason I like this game is, is Pitt might be real bad, Seth. Um, last two games lost at home to Cincinnati by six and then went to West Virginia and lost by 11. Um, in those games, their quarterback, Phil Jerkovich, uh, who transferred over from Boston college completion percentage was 40% and 31% respectively. And those were less than 200 yards in both of those games. Um, I, I follow, I follow Pitt Barstool cause my brother used to go to Pitt. Um, and still lives in Pittsburgh, and they were hanging flyers around Pittsburgh for QB tryouts on the Pitt football team after that performance from from Big Phil oh there. Um, so Pitt, Pitt's in tough shape. Uh, 123rd in yards per play on offense so far this year. So it's not just their passing game. It's their, their whole offense is struggling. Um, not a bad defense. They're 25th in yards per play allowed. Um but I trust the UNC offense and Drake May, 25th. They're 25th in yards per play on offense. Um, so kind of a wash there. Um, but the UNC defense, I think, is is the big question mark that, that came out about UNC all this season. They were like, they'll go as far as Drake May can take them. But they're going to have really bad defense. They're actually 45th right now in yards per play allowed on defense. Um, so it's a big improvement from last year. And they've played some decent competition. I mean, they... They played Minnesota last week, one by 17. Um, they played South Carolina, which is a fairly decent offense week one and, and played pretty well. So I think this defense is for real. Um, and I think UNC should have no problem beating Pitt by more than a touchdown. Yeah. And you mentioned that, you know, Pitt lost to West Virginia and, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati lost to Miami of Ohio last week, who no, no shade yeah, on either of those two teams. Red Hawks there. But uh, you can't be losing to to a matching team in you know week three, so and coming off that loss to West Virginia, I think this team might start to spiral. It's I did not know about the the Flyers. I think that just adds to your um, 
your side of the bet there. Um, pretty much says it sounds like the city and the campus has already scene. given up on the season. Um, so I can only imagine what it's like in that locker room. Got to, I, I got to imagine this is their last ditch effort, but I'm not sure if it's going to be enough against Drake May and, and the Tar Heels here. So I definitely do like that play, even with uh, North Carolina going on the road. Yeah, Pitt, Pitt could be a tough place to play, but like I said, they just see this loss to what might be a bad Cincinnati team at home as well. Um, so I think this UNC team is a lot better than that Cincinnati team. So I'm I'm comfortable laying the points. Yeah. Well, Chuck, that the. The play that I have to wrap up our college football Saturday possibly might be the best game of the weekend. Oh, really? If you think about it. What we got? We got we got two powerhouses <laughs> in Rice University <laughs> traveling to the University of South Florida. Oh man. Absolute barn burner of a game. South Florida is two and a half point dogs. Now, South Florida just came off a, a tough battle against Alabama in the rain where Alabama was using two quarterbacks. They couldn't move the ball. South Florida almost looked like they could win the game. Except, Chuck, there's one major problem with South Florida is they can't score <laughs> at all. That's going like, to hurt. I don't, I don't know if you watched – I don't know. I'm not sure if you watched the game last week. Watching their offense was painful. And, yes, it was against Alabama – Granted, but I mean, it was it was bad. It was a hard watch. Um, this team is currently ranked 126th in passing offense, averaging 126 yards a game. Um, they are also fifth to last in turnover margin per game. Now, so is Rice. I'm not gassing Rice up at all either. Rice is also tied at fifth to last in turnovers. However, they are 110th in passing defense and they are 37th in passing offense. So they're basically just a better version of South Florida with JT Daniels at the helm. Now, I know JT Daniels has traveled more than I, anybody I've ever known. I still don't know how he's in college. But let's not forget, he did go to USC. He was at Georgia. He was at Pitt. Like the guy can at least play some semblance of football. And when you're going against a team that just lost almost a heartbreaker, in quotes, to the number three team or – number nine team in the nation when South Florida was projected to be a bottom 10 team in the entire nation this year, the the wind is completely out of the sails down in South Florida. I don't know how you can get up for a game against rice. Who's also hot garbage after almost beating Alabama. I, 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 we talked about this earlier. I don't know if you can have a letdown spot as a bad team, but I see this as a letdown spot for a bad team. I think it's going to be hard to, to get the team kind of riled up after that hard-fought game going against a, a Rice team that, I mean, they beat Houston after that loss to Texas, and they're on a two-game win streak, so they are capable of putting up points. And if this turns into a, a high-scoring game, I just don't think South Florida is going to be able to keep up. So I really like Rice minus two and a half here. Not quite as confident as the Oregon State-Washington State. I had that as a three-unit play. And I've got Rice minus two and a half at one and a half units. Yeah, Seth, I, I like this. I I probably paid more attention to USF football than I ever have last week again in their game against Bama when they seemed like they had a weirdly a chance for a second there. Um, and like you said, they just couldn't move the football at all. And it, you know, I, I have no faith. I know it was against Bama, but I have no faith that they can do that. Just generally speaking, and I and I do think this is a potential letdown spot for them. Um, 
just given like the the emotion that they probably put into oh my god we're tied 3-3 with Alabama in the third quarter um so I just think in, uh, from an emotional standpoint it's going to be hard to to come back from that um and dude I I, for, I forgot that JT Daniels you know was still in school and specifically at, at Rice University that makes me like this play even more yeah I'm gonna I need to go down to a game you know Rice University is only about you know, seven minutes from my apartment down in Houston. I got, I got to go see him play and throw, you know, watch yeah. him throw with three interceptions. Um, you know, both. I mean, as I mentioned, both these teams just turned over a ton. Um, but I, I've just got, I've got to trust Rice here to get this game. You know, to win this game, getting at least a decent quarterback going against a team that was supposedly bottom ten in the nation in the preseason polls. Only you with with the amount of games. Uh, good quality games, college football games that are on the slate on Saturday, would you pick a Rice USF game to bet on? No one's looking at these. The lines aren't moving. All the other lines are moving. This flies under the radar, and that's where the value is. That's what we do, Chuck. We find value. We're value. Like we say it every every episode, but that's that's all we're doing out here, people. That's you know what? I, I get told it I get told at work. It. I get told at work, you know, often that that we're we're information gatherers. We take the information, analyze it process it, push it back out. That's all we're doing here. We're taking the information, chewing it up, spitting it out. That's all we can do. All right. Well, I got some more information for you uh, (laughs) in regards to the NFL slate. How about let's go to New York uh, right down the road from me, the Patriots at the Jets. Let's talk about Zach Wilson. Oh, my Uh, God. Owen in his career against Bill Belichick. (laughs) Um, I don't think he's going to grab his first win this week. I just don't. Um, So I'm taking the Pats minus two and a half that you can still get this under three is a gift. Please go take it now. Um, I don't think the Patriots are as bad as the record would indicate. I know they're 0-2, but lost by five to Philly, lost by seven to Miami. Um, You know, they were kind of hanging with uh, both of those, those teams that I think, I think we can agree that, that Philadelphia and Miami might be, two of the top teams in their respective conferences at this point. Um, and I think the storyline ever since Rogers went down was the jets can still, you know, they still might have a chance um, because their defense is so good. Like look at, they still beat Josh Allen and the bills. Um, the Patriots have a better rank ranking and passing defense so far this season and has faced better quarterbacks. Um, New England is 13th in passing defense so far this year. The jets are 20th um, and the jets played, Dak and Josh Allen, so not bad quarterbacks either. Um, but I think Jalen Hurts and, and Tua at this point are are a little bit more solid. And Josh Allen, you know, kind of just flings it around a little bit. I think he gave gifted the Jets a couple of turnovers there. So I'm not putting too much stock into that game. Um, and I think the public still is a little bit. I think we just need to completely give up on the Jets um, as long as Zach Wilson is their quarterback. Um, and for the quarterback on the Patriots, Max Jones has been playing pretty well so far this year. I know, you know, not a super popular quarterback, not a super popular take to say Mac Jones is solid, but he's averaging 280 yards passing and four touchdowns um, in those first two games against, like I said, pretty decent teams. Um, so I like New England to take care of business this week. I don't see Belichick going 0-3. Um, he just he he ruins the Jets. He ruins Zach Wilson, and I expect him to do it again in New York this week. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson has shown no semblance of any sort of winning mentality in New York. I'm not sure what the best decision for the Jets is moving forward, but it I can't think be Zach is, Wilson. It's crazy. I, 
I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if they're better off bringing in somebody else though, who hasn't been there, you know, learning the offense, but I, yeah. I think this is going to be kind of a, a make or break week for, for him. And the fact that it's going against Belichick, I don't think bodes well for him. Um, I know that the jet, this, this is going to be a very ugly game to watch because I was, when I was looking, I was looking at the under, the under is at yeah. I think 37 right now. I, I would take it. Honestly, I think this is going to be a 17, 10, 13, 10 type of game. Um, it's going to be ugly. There's not going to be a lot of offense. Um, the Jets, if the Jets win this game, it's going to be because of their defense. However, I think Belichick knows that, and he's going to play very conservative. So I don't think he's going to give the Jets a lot of opportunities on defense to make big plays, and I really doubt that Zach Wilson is going to light it up on offense. So I, I really, I definitely see the value here in New England minus two and a half. Yeah, I, mean, I think I like the under as well. I think the last two times – these two teams played, uh, they won on a punt return and won 10 to three. If I remember correctly from last year, um, it sounds, that sounds right. I just remember that game. I don't know if it's the last time they, these two teams played, but that, that definitely happened last year. It was 10 to three final. Uh, the Patriots pulled it out on a miraculous punt return late. Um, I could see this going super similarly and that's still going to get us, get us our cover. Cause I just don't see Zach Wilson putting up many points at all against, uh, the Pats this week. Yeah, you know, the more you talk about it, the more I'm just going to probably bet the under myself. You know, maybe maybe tease New England money line and the under because that's that's what I'm I'm liking here. I just I see this being a messy game and and the Pats pulling out on top. Yeah. Um. So kind of like jumping from jumping from one close messy game to probably another messy game, but probably won't be as close. Uh, going out to Phoenix with the the Cowboys traveling to Arizona. I can't ima- I can't think of a easier three quarterback start to a season than Danny Dimes, Zach Wilson, and Josh Dobbs. Yeah. I've never seen an easier three game slate in my life. I mean, the the Cowboys look like they're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, with with this game coming up, the the defense is sacking quarterbacks at 15%. Meanwhile, Dallas is getting sacked only 1.5% of the time. Now, the one thing I will say about Arizona is they at least battle in games. Their defense is actually okay. You know, they 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 are seventh in total sack percentage on defense, just right around 10%. And Arizona really doesn't allow that many sacks as well. However, Dallas has the best turnover margin in the league. That defense is playing out of their mind. They're kind of just pinning their ears back because they know that they're going against teams that aren't very good. Um, and I think that's going to continue this week. This line's at minus 12. I think this is an easily a two-score game. I don't think it's quite as bad as the Giants game with the 40-0, to zero, but I do think it's going to be 20-30-10. I, I don't see this game being close um, at all. And it's not necessarily Arizona's fault. They're just, you know, tanking. So, I mean, you've got Josh – I mean, you've got Josh Dobbs as your quarterback – going against Michael Parsons and Diggs on the Cowboys defense, Dak Prescott could throw for 200 yards and they could still put up 28 points. So I, I just, I, this is just a bad mismatch and I will gladly take 12 points. Give me Cowboys minus 12. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think the Cardinals have been a little bit better than we thought. I think everybody kind of coming into this year thought they were going to be the worst team in the NFL by far. Um, and just completely tank. And, and yes, they've lost both of their first two games, but I think they've been at least somewhat competitive in those games. Um, but like you said, this Dallas defense is probably the best in the league. 
Um, I know they haven't played anybody so far, but I still think they have too much talent on that defense. Um, I think it's interesting. Like I, I expected the Cowboys to regress a little bit because they lost Kellen Moore, but I think it might have weirdly helped them. We'll, we'll see. Um, but I think Mike McCarthy is now leaning into, hey, my defense is really good. Let's just let's just be super conservative on the offense. Like let's run the ball, let's limit Dak's turnovers, and let's just lean into our awesome defense. And we're gonna win a lot of games that way. Um, so I, I could see that, you know, continuing to go well for them, especially in this game. I know they're going on the road. And the Cardinals have been a little feisty so far. Um, but, you know, obviously you got to go with Dallas. Um, like you said, really amazing how, how easy of a slate they've, they've gotten off with so far. Yeah, and the other thing about the Cowboys, too, is, is they're just known for letting people down, right? But letting people down in games that matter. This right. is not a game that matters. No pressure this is a game that everyone's still. expecting them to win. Everyone's kind of the hype's building again. They're like, oh, could the Cowboys – Win the Super Bowl. This is when the Cowboys excel, when the hype is building. They're not at the peak yet. They're not playing, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, you know, a game where it's like, oh, this could be a big game for the Cowboys. No, they're playing Josh Dobbs and the Arizona Cardinals who are projected to be dead last. So they're going to go in there, win by 14 or more, and then whenever, you know, the time comes where they actually need to win a game, they're going to lose. But that losing is not today, or it's not Sunday, and it's not even going to be close. So... Cowboy, yeah. and then this was another one similar to the Rice play on the confidence level. I like it at one uh, one and a half units pushing two. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. You know that, that there there will be a time and a place to fade the Cowboys, and it's maybe not not yet. Um, they got the Patriots after this. They got the Niners after that. That's a huge game. I think that the Niners is looking like a great time to fade them. Maybe even the Patriots, but I think they get this this win pretty easily. Yeah. Well, all right, Seth. What else you got? Anything else for this weekend? Um, you know that that was that was it. I know we talked about some some props, but it's also you know difficult to get those out when we're recording on a Wednesday. A lot of time, you know, FanDuel and DraftKings don't put this up this early. Once we get into mid season, those start coming out a little bit earlier, as you know, Vegas is more the the data and the analytics, just just as we do. Um, but I think that that pretty much wraps up week four in college and week three in the NFL. Um, Chuck, any final words for the listeners before we hop off here? Yeah, I just just wanted to say, like you said, um, we don't have any access to props yet. If you're looking for some late last minute plays or or to get our thoughts on the game, our our Instagram DMs are open. Hit us up um, at hop the underscore props, I believe. Um, and just to just a final recap, I'm taking I'm taking all road teams I just realized this week, so don't love that. But we're going UNC minus 7.5, Memphis plus 6.5, and, and the Patriots minus 2.5. Seth, why don't you give the people your picks, and then we will get out well, of here. Chuck, now that you mentioned, if you take my over out of the equation, you know, where, I'm, where we're picking straight spreads, I'm also rocking only Oof. road teams. Roadies Rice at week. USF and the Cowboys at the Cardinals. It is – it is a week of road warriors. All you travelers out there, anyone away from your home, this week is for you. Get after it. Let the road warriors reign victorious. <laughs> All right. I, I don't think I can I can top that. So we will we will get you out of here. Thanks for tuning in, Hopper Nation. Um, hope you have a good week and we will see you next week. Later, Hoppers.